What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Garrig. And today is a Friday night. It's a high school football night. And what better way to bring you guys locally a high school football episode when Davis and I's high schools are playing each other in football tonight and JV squad and freshman squads tomorrow. So we're bringing you guys a little special episode for pregame before each game. There's a lot of good games going around in Indiana right now. We cannot get to every single conference. So today we'll just be doing the Hoosier Crossroads Conference, which is both the Davis and I's high school's conference. So we'll just be doing that today, and then we'll do some other conferences other weeks. But for right now, my game and Davis's game starts at 7 p.m. at my high school. Hamilton Southeastern versus Noblesville. I cannot wait for this game. Noblesville's been preparing all week for this game. So let's just get straight into it. Davis, for Hamilton Southeastern to win this game tonight on the road against Noblesville, who's been letting in more people, who do you think the biggest impact player has to be in order for a Royals to get the dub tonight? I think there's going to be two guys, really. Um, uh, one is John McCall. Well, I'll, I'll, here, I'll go with two guys on offense and two guys on defense. Uh, so my first guy is John McCall. Um, John is a very uh, good quarterback. Uh, like we said yesterday, I compared him to Cam Newton because he's so physical. Um, so I think John's going to have to be able to run the ball uh, consistently. He's also going to have to be able to get some passes in there too. Um, and then my second guy is Blaine Wirtz, 5'7", running back, who is – small but he's very powerful um you can just see like he turns three yard gains into 12 yard gains um almost every time he touches the ball so I think on offense those two guys are gonna have uh have to have a big game um on defense I don't know if he's playing tonight but uh his dad had COVID but um it, it might be gone by now Evan Sherrill if he's playing He's gonna be huge. Uh, he was leading in the he was leading the state in sacks a couple weeks ago, so I think him, Evan Sherrill, and uh, JT Munchner both playing on the defensive line. I think they're gonna to have to be able to get into the Noblesville backfield and stop the run game. So those those are the four people I think are gonna have to have the biggest games on our team to pull this one out. All right, I'm going to go ahead and follow up right along with you with two impact players on offense and two on defense. But for my first one, it's not just a, a football player, an individual. For an impact player on Noblesville, for them to win this game tonight, the whole offensive line has to come through execute really well, hit every single one of their blocks, or else this offense is not going to work against this good D-line. Noblesville does not run a spread offense. They run a T offense. So basically it's three running backs in the backfield, basically in a fullback stance, and then it's confusing which one get the ball if you played against it before. But the whole offensive line has to execute. 
with the guy leading the state in sacks as a sophomore and then a very dominant senior on that D-line, Noblesville has to come through. Noblesville is a very, a very, very young team. They're starting seven sophomores on offense tonight, seven of them out of 11, four of them on the O-line, two of them being very, very, very good offensive linemen, Drew Page and Ben Decker, two sophomores. The other two are Blake Cole and Nathaniel Ham. And then we've also got Jake Long. We've got Dylan Ray, who was also banged up a little bit, so who knows if he'll be playing tonight. But we've got a lot of offensive linemen that rotate in as well. So the whole offensive line, they got to get to the second level. They got to hit them. And just physicality tonight will help Noblesville a lot. But my second impact player is the quarterback, Connor Minerding, as we like to call him, Doc. If Doc plays well tonight, Noblesville should do pretty well. Noblesville hasn't been very good in the past, and I think tonight could be a little bit of a surprise for all the HSC fans that we're not as bad as everybody thinks that we are. If Connor Minerding takes charge in that offense and leads the huddle, then he will have success leading this Noblesville offense. So they're my impact players on the offense for Noblesville. On my defensive side, my first impact player, we've got Sam Steinhofer, the junior linebacker, a returning starter. He started last year as a sophomore. Sam Steinhofer is a very, very physical linebacker. He likes to get in your head as well. I think he needs to be huge tonight in the run game, stopping John McCall up the middle and breaking down and tackling Blaine Wirtz because it's going to be rough tonight, especially with John McCall's physicality in the high school level. You don't see a quarterback running that often. And my second impact player is going to be Blaine McNabb, the starting cornerback, number one corner for the Noblesville Millers. Blaine McNabb has played well all season. Noblesville's worked on some tricky routes that Southeast likes to run tonight a lot. If Blaine McNabb focuses up, covers those guys in zone and man really well, because HSC has some pretty good receivers. If he covers up well tonight, leads that secondary, I think Noblesville will just have to stop the run game and we'll have a pretty good game. So those are my two on offense and defense. Noblesville also beat Franklin Central last week, and their defense wrecked havoc. They, they beat Franklin Central. They had three interceptions last week against the Flashes, three. So Noblesville is officially two and four now. And, Davis, what is Hamilton Southeastern's record, man? HSC is four and two. Um, the, their defense has been really good, too. The highest amount of points they've led up this year is 36 against a very good North Central team. And in that game, the Royals scored 35 points. It was a one-point game, and North Central won on a two-point conversion, which I'm sure was very devastating to all the players. And I know as a student and fan, that was devastating to me, too. Um, against Westfield, they let up 14 points. They lost that game, 14 to three. And against Zinesville, they won 14 to 13. So their defense has been playing very good. Uh, they've given up, they gave up nine points to Fishers and shut out LC. So, um, you know, if they're, 
if they're if HSC's defense plays good, I think HSC is going to run away with this game. If if they're not playing to the best of their capability, like against North Central, then I think the, I think the Millers are going to have a shot at this game. So, but to answer your question, HSC is four and two, three and one in the in the conference, and we'll see what happens tonight. It should be a very good game, though. One big thing I forgot to mention, one of Noblesville's good D linemen, Alaric Rogers Walton, who's leading the team in sacks right now, is officially ruled out. He's quarantined because he was around somebody with the coronavirus. So he's officially out for tonight. He's also junior and was a returning starter last year. Noblesville seems really, really young. And we have a lot of juniors and sophomores, but also that linebacking core is going to have to come up big tonight. Three out of our four linebackers, because we run a 3-4 seniors. We got Jackson Sloan, and we've got Skylar Tolliver, who are two seniors on the outside. You got to break down the night, man. You got to break down. You got to stop Blaine Wirtz on the outside, because if that guy gets going, if you let that guy out in the open field, it's going to be a struggle to bring that guy down. So break down, tackle, contain. They've been doing that pretty, pretty well all season. Two inside linebackers, like I said, Sam Seinhofer, and then another senior, Mason Bolin, will have to be big in the run games tonight, especially with the Larry Rogers-Walton out. The Noblesville D-line, like Josh Rogers, another returning starter who is a junior. Josh Hampton, a senior. And Isaiah Tweehouse, a senior, is going to have to get that pass rush because John McCall will not be afraid to take off with the football next. So, HSC Noblesville starts at seven. There's some other pretty good games to start at seven, such as one. I want to talk about Avon going to Westfield. Now, Westfield is a pretty dominant team now. They beat Brownsburg, who was number one in the state, before they went for two in overtime. They tied the game with the touchdown. Westfield went for two in overtime and got it. So, Westfield is officially 5-1 and one now. They are a very, very good football team. But let's just talk about their running back, Micah Hauser. He is an absolute workhorse. He averages 83 yards on the ground rushing, but he also averages 11 tackles per game. 11 on defense. And his main position is a running back. So you can just tell Micah Hauser is a physical guy. He's going to run as hard as he can against Avon. When he played Noblesville, he broke a lot of tackles, got to the open field a lot, and also made a lot of tackles. And Westfield also has a Penn State commit, Popeye Williams, on the D-line as well, who is a very, very quick guy off the ball and can move with his feet very well. And then Avon on the other side, who's 3-3, three and three, they got their quarterback, Henry Hessen, passing for 269 pass yards a game which is pretty good for a high school quarterback. Obviously, that big hit, that loss to Samson James two years ago for running back hit them a lot. But they do still have some studs up front, such as the number one ranked guy in the state, Notre Dame commit Blake Fisher. This guy is an absolute monster. He is, he's 6'6", 350 pounds as a senior in high school. Watch his highlight tape. It's 14 minutes of just straight pancakes. So Avon still has some bright spots up front. They got bright spots 
at quarterback as well. Their defense played Fishers last week. They probably allowed more points than they should have because Fishers, who is another school in our conference, is one and five. So they they should they let up a couple of points that they shouldn't have last week. But overall, I still think Westfield is going to take this one in a pretty easy margin. Moving on, we got Brownsburg versus Zionsville. Now, Brownsburg, like I said, got devastated by Westfield, but I still think they're the best team in the conference. They have four guys ranked in the state of Indiana for the senior class. They got Pete Nigro, who is a center for Brownsburg. They got Ben Easters, who went to Noblesville High School and then transferred to Brownsburg as a freshman. He's a Kansas commit now, so he's been balling out in Brownsburg. He's a pro-style quarterback. And then he's got his favorite target, Preston Terrell, at wide receiver. The 12th-ranked guy in the state is a stud. He's the best high school receiver that I've ever seen in my lifetime that I've seen play in person. And then they've got the offensive tackle, Joshua Sales. So those guys are just – you can just tell are pretty good on the offensive side of the ball. They also don't have very many weaknesses on defense either. Davis, do you think Brownsburg is going to lose again this season, or do you think they're going to go 8-1? I think, I think Brownsburg has a shot to go 8-1. and one. I mean, you said it last week. They got devastated against Westfield. They lost by one point. But, um, yeah, I just don't see a way that Brownsburg is losing to Zinesville, Noblesville, or HSC. Now – Last year, I believe HSE, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but HSE beat them, if I'm remembering right. You're right. We were with each other when that happened. In the final game of the season. So, I mean, hey, anything can happen. When it gets cold out, Brown, uh, high school football is a lot different when it starts getting cold. Um, October the 16th. HSC October the 9th Noblesville plays Brownsburg so but as of tonight I think Brownsburg's going to take this one I mean like you said they have Ben Easters and they also have a couple of great wide receivers um and tight ends including a sophomore Leighton Jones who's just a beast he was playing varsity last year as a freshman so yeah, uh, I as for this game, I think Brownsburg is going to win, and the next three game, two games, uh, Brownsburg could win, they could lose. Anything can happen in high school football. All right, the last game in our conference this week, we got two one and five teams. Surprisingly, we have the Fisher's Tigers that are actually one and five. Versus the Franklin Central Flashes, which are one and five. As I said earlier, Franklin Central's quarterback, Colin Badgero, struggled last week. He threw three interceptions. Two of them got ran back for six. But it turned out that only one of them counted. One was at the very start of the game. And then one also was a pick six, but it got called back for blocking the back. So Badgero struggled last week. And... Their running backs who were usually powerhouses. Nobleville shut down the run game and got the win. And as a matter of fact, Fisher's only win is Noblesville as well. They shut us out 21-0. to Our offense was just struggling that night. But Lucas Prewitt, 
I don't know what's up with Fisher's quarterbacks because Davis's school is also in the city of Fisher's, so they have two high schools. There's a lot of Fisher's quarterbacks that are physical. Lucas Prewitt had six carries for 25 yards last week, and I know that doesn't seem much, but that's their quarterback running a lot. And he's a tall guy, just like John McCall as well. And then Fisher's also has one of my friends who – We'll play quarterback soon enough for the Tigers. Jaden Higgins with that arm strength and also won't be afraid to tuck that ball down and run as well when Prewitt graduates. So any predictions on that, Davis? Who do you think is going to take home the Fishers-Franklin Central game? I think Fishers is easily going to run away with this game. They have a sophomore running back who is very good, Carson Dunn. He He's – one of the best running backs I would say I've seen um, in this conference. And you can't forget, going along with Prewitt, they have 6'6", Syracuse commit, Landon Morris. And Landon Morris um, against HSE didn't get the ball thrown his way too much. So I think I think if they would have thrown it up to Landon – they would have easily ran away with that game, too. And I just don't think Landon Morris is getting enough receptions. I think he needs more touches. And once he, get, once he gets more touches, uh, the Tigers are going to run away with this. Right. Landon Morris, he didn't get very many touches against Noblesville either. He's an excellent blocker. But if Fisher needs to win this game, I think that Morris needs to get more touches along with 6'6 wide receiver Jeffrey Simmons as well on the outside, who also is a great basketball player for the Tigers. And last week, if Franklin Central plays the way that they did, Fisher is going to run away at this one. Franklin Central, you cannot turn the ball over three times and then go down after a turnover and just let their offense score. I mean, it just can't happen. You can't win football games like that. So – that's around the Hoosier Crossroads Conference tonight. Let's go back to that Noblesville and HSC game. Noblesville's offense, as we know, as, as I said earlier, is a T offense. So what, do the, what does the secondary have to do? Because Noblesville has no receivers lined up to the outside. So what does the HSC secondary have to do in order to help out in this run game? I think it's going to be different for Giovanni Raglan, Cole Earlywan, Noah Wolf, and I think it's going to be different for them because, you know, they're used to playing coverage and getting getting picks. Um, but like I said, I think I think we're going to have to blitz a whole lot more than we do because usually we play just zone. Um, or man, but we don't really blitz that much. And I think HSC is going to come to the realization this game that since Noblesville doesn't really pass too much because, like you said, they, they're they T offense. They don't, they don't uh, have any receivers lined up to the outside. I think, I think Geo, Cole, Noah, I think they're going to have to come in and, you know, eventually stop the run and, if it breaks away too much from the D-line and linebackers, which I don't really think that's going to happen because, to be honest, we have some really good D-linemen. 
and linebackers, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think HSC is just going to have to blitz a lot. So Noblesville actually does. We've seen it. We saw it last week against Franklin Central. We run the T offense mostly, but we also – they also have two formations where they do pass, where they line up receivers on the outside. And we put up two very, very speedy guys, the two fastest guys in our school. Junior Owen Jones, who's usually in the backfield running the football. Don't let him into open space. He's an excellent route runner. He can burn you with speed. If he beats you deep and Connor Monitoring puts the ball in the right place, it's over. He's the shiftiest guy I've played against ever. And then we've also got sophomore and one of my friends, Jack Snyder, who's also the punt returner. If you're the punt returner, you obviously have speed. You obviously have shiftiness. He's the same thing as Owen Jones. So we, all, we line up those two guys. If HSC's corners do their job and play physical, I think that Nobles will have to adjust based off of that and call. You know, it just depends how is it going. If HSC's shutting down the run game in the pass game, it's like, what do you do? If they're shutting down the run game, then you pass more. If they're shutting down the pass game, then you run more. So who really knows what's going to happen? They also have one more guy, sophomore Trey Speak, lining up. Noblesville has tons and tons of sophomores. And head coach for Noblesville, Dave Sharp, was a defensive coordinator for HSC last year. He came over to Noblesville. He was telling his team all week in practice that he knows these guys on defense. He knows what they do. So how's Dave Sharp going to make adjustments to HSC's defense this week? Obviously, there's some people he hasn't seen, such as Cole Earlywine at safety, who's a sophomore. And then there was one of their linebackers that tore his ACL, uh, one of the very first games last season, is a junior, and now he's coming back is a senior and playing. So Noblesville just needs to find a way to get chunk plays and chunk plays because Hamilton Southeastern, in my opinion, is too good of a defense where you can't just keep grinding five yards and five yards and five yards because eventually they're going to wreak havoc. They're going to get a turnover. So you got to get chunk plays on the Royals if Noblesville is going to win this game. What do you think – what do you think that – John McCall has to do better in order to get a dub. Do you think he has to pass it more, or do you think it's going to be his rush and it's going to carry them? I think he's going to have to pass more um, just because we see him want run a lot. Um, and some of the times we see him pass, it's not too accurate. Um, so I think he's going to have to put the ball in the right places. And, he, and if he mixes in the run game, John McCall and Blaine Wirtz, and then mixes in the past game as well. It's going to be a really tough night for the Royals or for the Millers defense to figure out what hit them. Um, but I think he's going to have to pass way more, and they're going to have to balance out the offense, and we'll see where that takes them. Noblesville secondary has actually been playing surprisingly well this season. Like I said, Bland McNabb earlier, Shane's story, uh, namely, he was named a starter 
last week against Franklin Central and got a pick six. And then Aiden Walker is another senior at corner. And then we've got Zach Levins, a fourth senior in that secondary, who had a pick against Westfield. So, honestly, who knows how it's going to go. I'm going to head to the game tonight. I am the score on max prep. So, if any of you guys want to watch me do a play-by-play on that game and see how it goes, just go to maxpreps.com, look up Noblesville or Hamilton Southeastern Varsity Football, and then you can click on the game and you'll see Will Feller, Miller's all-star reporter by Noblesville's name. So, I'm the play-by-play guy for Noblesville. I actually play in the football program as well. So I know all the players. I know, you know, how everybody plays. And I'm mostly friends with all of them. So this football game, we're all ready today. We're all focused. And I hope that it's just going to be a good game. Davis, what's the rest of your guys' schedule look like? Because Noble's schedule is tough. We got Brownsburg and then we got Avon. And then we have sectionals. So who do you guys play after this in this conference? I know, I know we play uh, Brownsburg the last game. Uh, I'm not too sure who we play next week. I believe it's – let me – you know, Have I'm you guys played sure. Westfield already? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Played, we lost Westfield. Micah Hauser is Micah Hauser is just a beast. And then Westfield also does have Cole Ballard on their team who's a good rushing quarterback. And then they have they have Porter Road, who's a freshman actually, who is getting hyped up over there for the Shamrocks. Again, they play Avon tonight. Brownsburg plays Zionsville. Zionsville produces very, very good linemen. They had Gus Hartwig last year who graduated as one of the best guys in the state last year. And now they have Joey Tenona. I, I, it's kind of hard to say his last name, Joey Tenonia, who is an offensive lineman for Zionsville as well. And, yeah, I mean, I just love checking scores. I just love doing all this stuff. Honestly, for Noblesville, shut down the run game. Do your job. You guys should be all right. HFC. I don't really know what to tell you. Just play a horrible game, man. That's all I got to say. Just be unfocused and play a horrible game. That's all I got to say. So we play Franklin Central next week, and then we play Brownsburg at home. So, you know, our schedule is looking good. I think I think if we play as well as we can, as well our potential, I think we can beat both these teams, Brownsburg and Franklin Central. Well, I think I think we'll beat Franklin Central no matter what, but I think we can beat Brownsburg too if we play to our potential, and it's going to be a really good game tonight. The conference standings could actually change a little bit because right now the conference standings goes in dead last. We got Franklin Central at one and five, then we got Fishers at one and five. We've got Noblesville at two and four, and then we have got. Avon or Zionsville, both at three and three. I don't believe they've played yet. So Zionsville, Avon, both at three and three. We'll just say that. And then we got Hamilton Southeastern at four and two. Brownsburg at five and one. Westfield at five and one. So there could be a lot of stakes tonight. 
if Noblesville wins and Zionsville loses and then Avon loses. So who all knows what's going to happen. Again, very exciting. Young rookie line for the Millers. Do your job, man. You guys got this. Stay focused. And shock everybody that we're such a young team. Seven sophomores on offense is crazy. And we used to have another one, Jordan Sharp, who rotates in at running back, actually. He used to play strong safety. And then they moved his position and running back. And now Shane Story switched out for him. But, yeah, it, it should be a good physical game. So our schedule looks like this for DW Sports fans. We have got week three NFL recap coming for you guys soon. And then we've also got an NBA Finals episode. The Lakers are up 1-0 right now. They play again tonight. So we'll see how that goes. And, yeah, that's basically it for this high school episode. Noblesville versus Hamilton Southeastern. You'll know the result in some other episode of the game. We'll for sure let you guys know. But as of right now, you can find our TikTok, our Twitter, and our Instagram at DW Sports with two S's on the end. You can find our Snapchat at DW underscore sports. Our email is at DW Sports Show at gmail.com. And then you can find my personal Instagram at Will underscore Feller 24. And then Davis, your Instagram is Davis.Garrig, right? Underscore. Davis underscore Garrick. So those are both of our personal Instagrams. That's going to wrap it up for our high school episode. Hopefully, Noblesville can pull out an upset because I don't think anybody's really expecting it tonight if you're not from Noblesville. So hopefully we can play well. But that's going to do it for the high school episode. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.